0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Sense Show in our guest segment, as you know we're the show still, that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time, and we're really glad to be with you. We have a terrific guest for our show here in the guest segment, and it's Daniel Holdings. We've had Daniel on our radio, we've had him on our TV, and we're going to talk about a number of things. One, we're going to promote the conference that we're both involved in uh, with Steve Quayle and Gen six and that's coming up in June and we'll give some specifics to that in just a minute but before we join Daniel we've got to pay some bills and I gotta tell you folks we do turn down ninety percent of the advertising that is offered to us and comes our way and we're really blessed to have so many opportunities from good companies but I narrow it down to what I think you're going to need and I, I, I look at the food supply chain problem for example And the best decision I think I made for advertising is we are going with (laughs) storable food. I mean, and and folks, I'm just telling you, they're going to use food as a weapon against you. It's going to be one of the things I talk about at the upcoming uh, conference with Gen 6. That's going to come out in June, and I'm going to hit this hard. And they're going to use food as a weapon, and uh, those who do not have food independence are going to be bent to the will of the people who are in charge. and That means the Bolsheviks who've taken over our country and the globalist interests they represent. So get yourself and your family out of harm's way and make sure that you have good storable food. 25 year shelf life is what you should aim for. Diversity in the food so you don't habituate to the same food. And also too you want to make sure it has enough calories to sustain you and the MPS food that we represent has 2,000 calories per day and lots of diversity in food. How do you get yours? Well, first of all, I need to tell you, there are specials available if you go to preparewithdave.com. You go, what specials? Look at what you're ordering and then look for the special, preparewithdave.com. It's really simple, folks. And I've read that uh, 10% of Americans can last six months on their own. Okay, well, let's not hope you're one of those 10% preparewithdave.com and if you have food you better have water and you're going to need water filtration you'll always find standing water in most environments but it won't necessarily be drinkable standing water and the naval war college in their scenario says on the fifth day waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death so what we're looking at we want you to do here is to make sure that you can filter water So the Alexa Pure Pro water filter, according to the research, is number one in terms of effectiveness and how much it can filter. Well that research is available at WaterWithDave.com where they're also offering you 40% off while supplies last. So go to WaterWithDave.com and say you got the water, go to PrepareWithDave.com you got the food. And these are two of the essentials that I think that you need to have going forward. Well, Daniel Holdings has a very diverse background. We'll have him briefly touch on it. And he's worn a lot of hats in his life. And um, it's really kind of given him a perspective to see the world from many different viewpoints. And uh, he, he has a fascinating way of condensing things. I think his strength is not just in what he knows, but how he puts it all together. And I think you're going to, if you've never heard Daniel speak before, you're going to say, wow, this is really interesting. I never thought of these facts this way before. So I think Daniel will really, really, really make an impression on you. Daniel, welcome to the show. Really glad we could have you back. And I'm honored to be on the panel with you here that's going to be presenting at Steve's conference.
1: Well, thank you, Dave. It's always good to be with you and your audience uh, and I guess that makes me a Jack of all trades and a master of none, but thank you for that Judge. <laughs> uh,
0: That's not uh, quite the way I meant it, uh, but, but... <laughs> it's
1: okay. I feel that way sometimes.
0: Uh, you know,
1: it's funny. I, I, I look at the world uh, a little differently than, than most people do. I am a military vet, spent 10 years in the air force and, uh, I went to Bible college after that. So I have, uh both a realistic view of what the world really looks like. I was a, a cold warrior. I served during, uh, you know, a time when, uh, the cold war was going strong, actually tail end of it, I suppose. Uh, and then I also have a biblical worldview and I, th- these days, and I, plus I was also, you know, a business guy for a number of years, my own business in the financial arena. Uh, and these things shade the way I look at things. And I think I told you this story before it was, uh, I read a book a long time ago uh, called the, um, the Creature from Jekyll Island, and uh, I was in the financial game at that time and with my own practice, and note to yourself, never read that book when you're actually doing that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it really was a paradigm shift for me because it caused me to go down this road to look at all of this other stuff. Uh, that I hadn't previously been looking at the Fed and all all the but then I get I began to, to question everything. Uh and it's one of those things that that causes, if you're willing, to make you look at things differently. And then out of that and along with some other issues, personal issues, I uh I, I closed my practice and started writing. Uh and that was, you know, ten more than ten years ago now. And, you know, the funny thing is, Dave, I've been talking about these things for the last 10 years or more. Guys like you, Steve Quayle, and the rest, you've been talking about them for a lot longer than I have. However, uh, I have been uh, in the position to hear these things and say them, and people are stunned at the things that I say. And I always remind them I'm just a donkey. I mean, it's not, I can't know. I'm not a, a prophet. I can't know these things that, that I talk about unless the Lord gives me to talk about. Uh, and I am willing to stick my neck out, and I'm willing to to go at things uh, head on. And so perhaps that's why people are uh, surprised and more accepting these days of these things that I have to, to talk about. Uh, I've written a number of you know novels, and uh, I've worked in the background of other publications that I can't really talk about. Uh, my most recent book, though, is Midnight Strikes, and uh, I you know you've had me on talking about that show that uh, book on other shows as well. That book I, which is probably most pertinent to you know this conversation, uh, I interviewed Steve Quayle, and uh, he told me about thirty eight things that the Lord had told him when uh, Yeshua Jesus appeared to him when he first got saved and uh, not wanting just to take Steve's word for it, I did the research, the background, and uh, kind of went from there and used that as a springboard for a greater discussions on on various issues and uh, was was pretty shocked at the things that I found. Uh, after putting those things down in, on paper in the book that came out March 1st of last year, uh, people are also shocked because it is those things that are coming to fruition now. Uh, and people probably read that, and they probably you know heard Steve Quayle and thought he was a, a fringe guy, a fanatic. And sure enough, we are seeing uh, just about all of those things in that book uh, happening even as we speak. Now, along with that, uh, last year at the uh, Gen 6 conference, uh, the conference was called Final Warning. And one of the commissions that uh, Steve gave all of the speakers was, look, if this is the last time that you can talk to these people, what would you say? What would the the final warning be? And so I I took that to heart and I went to the Lord and I said, God, you know, it it can only be you. I don't want to talk. On my own volition, I want you uh, to to speak. What is it that you want to tell the people? And and frankly, Dave, you know, if if you don't really want to do that, then you don't. You shouldn't go to God and tell him that, because he'll tell you exactly what he wants to say. And at the time, he he told me to tell him that um, that that uh, Trump was going to lose, that the Democrats were going to go in, and that all of their agenda would be pushed forward rapidly and those things uh that uh, are outlined in the word would begin to to happen and so that's what I did and people weren't happy with that because you know there there are a lot of Trump fans and Republicans and I'm a conservative myself but I certainly didn't want to talk about those things and yet that is exactly what we have seen uh and now it is also steamrolling but it leads me to this point Dave and and this is what uh, what I want to talk about today. You asked me what I wanted to talk about off the year. Um, I you know I want to talk about time, time. What we what we are living in are biblical days. These days are uh, end time days. These are issues that we see on the front page. Of, of newspapers all over the world that are echoing the bible and the the problem is dave that people because many of those things are overwhelming when many of them are negative they don't want to look at them uh so that's where my job comes and that's where your job at, comes and we we talk about these things that are reality not my wish list for things I, not how I want things to happen you know I would have rather trump win but That's not reality. That's certainly not what the Lord gave me to talk about. The point is that when it comes to talking about the truth, we have to take things head on. And that's what I'd like to do today. Um, But some of that truth, some of that reality is absolutely insane. And I'm the first to say. Now, Dave, do you remember reading yesterday? I'm sure you did because you scour the, the news all the time. Do you remember uh, hearing about uh, the other day this parade of the pharaohs in Cairo, Egypt?
0: Yes, but I didn't pay attention to it.
1: Nor did I initially. I <clears throat> uh, just another, n- another you know another piece of news, and I I I hit the news all the time. Uh, uh, but when I began to look at this a little closer, what what they did is they were moving eighteen kings, former kings, and four queens, to include Queen Nefetiri, from one point in Egypt to uh, a museum in Cairo to put on display. It was one of the most, if not the most, expensive uh, events of that kind that they had ever put on. But what I read today was shocking. Remember, my premise is, these are biblical days. These are end-time days. And so what I read today really, really surprised me. At the same time they were doing that, uh, Israel was celebrating the parting of the Red Sea on that very day 3,000 years before. And some of those kings were actually alive during that time. Now, to me, that was stunning what are the odds you know you know we, we could ask the uh, the bookies in, in Vegas you know what are the chances of something like that happen they, they would be astronomical but I think if you look at things in a biblical context that is a warning what is going on today is in the world today is the enemies last Effort to cause absolute chaos and kill off mankind. Now, we we know the Bible says that the enemy knows that his time is short when he's released upon the earth, and I I believe that is exactly where we are. And what you were seeing is this uh, this craziness all over the wor- world in various echelons throughout the world as well. But that craziness oftentimes is wrapped up in just your typical uh, uh, news. You have to be able to see it for what it is to understand the biblical implications of these things. Now, let me me
0: give you an example. Do
1: you remember Janet
0: Yellen, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Her financial policies are still yelling at me. Sorry for the pun, yeah. But but yeah, she was she was a she's a disaster.
1: She was a disaster as the Fed chair, um, and something was definitely wrong with her. <laughs> she she would like space out and stuff like that. But you're right, she was a disaster. But for those of you in the for those of your audience that don't know, she's now our Treasury Secretary, right? So, a couple of interesting things. remember I'm talking about the news that I read yesterday that bothered me so much uh One of the interesting things that came out yesterday is our own treasury secretary Janet Yellen, former fed uh chair of the Federal Reserve, said that she believes that we are at the place in time where the world is ready for a
0: global
1: tax, right. Hold on a second, Dave. I thought the Treasury Secretary worked for the United States.
0: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But there's no shortage of uh, globalists reaching into our pockets.
1: She said that she assumed and thought that that tax would uh, would go into place by June. June, Dave. That's when the conferences, as a matter of fact, extinction protocols. So, on top of that, uh, we we are also reading in the headlines today that central banks all over the world are backing away from the U.S. dollar. For people who don't understand this, the United States dollar has been the world's reserve currency since the 40s, and it gives us the buying power that we enjoy. We are the most prosperous war, uh, nation in the world. And that is due not only because of God's grace, but due because of our reserve status. And yet now we see central banks backing away from the dollar because of our monetary policy uh, stimulus 597 or whatever it is. Uh, but we see, uh, you know, that that there is no restraint in fiscal policy in the United States, and this is the reason why. Uh, the 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 world uh, banks are backing away from the dollar. What that means is, and I wrote about this in Midnight Strikes, is that uh, very soon, and I said this in that book as well, that that the dollar would fall from grace and no longer be the world's reserve currency, and then um, we would we would we would see famine, we would see hunger, that that our standard of living would fall greatly almost overnight um i also said and uh, steve as uh, quail also believes this as well that the next reserve currency would be a digital currency in the same paper that i read yesterday uh i read that uh, china has uh, come up with their world's digital currency that they hope to make the world's uh reserve currency. Now, I bring all this up because, as I said, my premise is that we live in biblical days. And uh, one of the things that the Bible talks about is the ability to not buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. In order to do that, you have to have a one-world currency. You have to have a one-world government. This is exactly what you you mentioned, the globalists. This is exactly what Janet Yellen is, is talking about. This is exactly what we are seeing on the international fronts with the bankers. So what we are seeing, Dave, is this biblical move to an end times framework. It is exactly what the conference in June is all about. The conference in June, for those of your audience, I'm sure you've talked about it before, is – called Extinction Protocols globalists to Initiate Tribulation. Dave, we are walking into tribulation, and the problem is that if, uh, the, you know, Christians don't necessarily believe that or are, are, are ready for that because they think they're going to be raptured out of here, uh, or uh, people don't believe it anyway because they're no longer walking with the lord there's uh you know christianity we're we're in this point of uh uh, history it's called post christianity that's not me that's that i didn't say that that's something that they've actually labeled this time and you see a great falling away and that's exactly what the word says so talk about biblical times dave i know i've just rambled on for the longest time but we are actually seeing these things transpire right now.
0: I think there's no question that's exactly what we're seeing, and you've captured that very well. Um, the conference, by the way, people, are, and we're going to have a number of guests, Lisa Haven, Gary Haven, no relation, by the way, they spell their last name different, uh, Catherine Austrin, Austin Fitz, Mike Adams, uh, and a whole host of others. We're going to be talking about these protocols for extinction. Satan wants us dead, and this is ultimately the power that we're dealing with at this time. And they want us dead, and and so end times. Yes, I think we all agree that we're living in the end times. Daniel, I have to tell you though, when Steve first brought that up to me that we're living in the end times, I thought, no, I want to pass that down the road to somebody else. <laughs> so let me let me pray really Thank hard you here. Both, buddy. Yeah, if we're good enough, God will move this to another generation. Unfortunately, those prayers fell on deaf ears, and rightly so, and now we're forced to deal with what's coming. And what's coming is really evil. You know, let me ask you a question. It's a a question from the Bible. I, I know what you're talking about when you said that the bad guys know that their time is short. If they know that in advance... Why don't they raise the white flag and say, I confess that Jesus is the Savior of all and I confess my sins and I beg for forgiveness and have a happy ending? Why, why don't they do that?
1: Well, actually, they will. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that every knee, not just some, every knee, everybody will bow and say that Jesus Christ is Lord. They would have no choice in the end. But This is the thing that, you know, one of the things that you, you, and I'm sure you do this as well, uh, whenever you get out into the public and you begin airing your uh, ideas or whatever the case may be, they always say never read your own press because it'll drive you crazy. And so I don't read my own press. But the devil believes his own press. Remember, in Isaiah, he said that he wanted to be like the most high. He wanted to be like god and he literally believes that he can defeat the lord when he comes back he literally believes this he believes his own press he believes his own line. now that is is the only reason that he's not giving up and 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 waving the white flag because he actually thinks he can win and that's a whole different discussion steve has talked about some pretty crazy stuff that has went on Uh, That that's not uh, you know generally known about uh, various forces that he has put into place. I'm talking about physical forces, military forces, Uh, and as a consequence, uh, he actually thinks that he can take out the Lord when he comes back. But the the problem is that he is a created being. In fact, I was doing, uh, I'm still preparing my my uh, presentation for uh, the. Uh, the, the the conference, and I use this word, and I'm going to say it wrong, but uh, bear with me. It's ex nihilo. It means, it's a Latin word, which means it's unique, and it's unique to God. It means the ability to create out of nothing, right? That's what separates God from a created being. And so you have the crazy scientists, mad scientists in the back rooms of um uh, you know laboratories all over the world that are doing stuff and I'll be talking about some of that stuff uh you know that are putting all of us at jeopardy but they are creating life but not out of nothing they need something to start with God is the only one that can actually create out of nothing he he spoke into existence everything that there is and that's what separates him but the devil doesn't even understand that the devil thinks that he can beat the creator. So this is why he doesn't give up. Um, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have a lot of tricks up his sleeve. You know, one of the tricks, Dave, up his sleeve, right, will be the coming great deception. And I've written about this extensively, but, and other people have talked about it as well, the thing about the coming great deception, people don't understand what's going on here. And let me just connect the dots. Actually, your audience probably does because they're relatively astute. So when we talk about the coming great deception, I'm talking uh, – I suppose there are many deceptions, but I'm talking specifically about disclosure. Now, one of the things, interestingly enough, you, you actually probably know this, that one of the last executive orders that Trump uh, signed before he – Left office, and it was, I think it was actually uh, attached to uh, one of the stimulus checks uh, that there would be disclosure of uh, UFOs or alien activity within six months of that last uh, uh, bailout. So that was, I, I want to say, maybe January uh maybe December. So we are looking at probably June. Now there's that date again. June before information is released to the public about the US's knowledge of UFOs. Now at least I don't you think I'm crazy. There are other people all over the other uh well known governments that have already released information. Britain has done that, uh Brazil has done that. And there are other countries that have talked about, uh, you know, aliens existing. We we see some of uh, that soft disclosure happening in our own Navy when when you saw the uh, the uh, videos on the Tic Tac UFO that uh, was caught on camera and they released to the public. But uh, just, again, talking about things that were in the news yesterday, the uh, former CIA director— Uh, actually admitted that there were UFOs and he hoped that they were uh, friendly, that we should mess with them. Uh, But as I said to you, it is all about the great deception because they'll come here and they'll say, we created you. There's no God. There's no Jesus. We created you. Your Bible's false. And uh, that's called panspermia, by the way, that they seeded this planet and uh, we are their offspring. So, but that's coming, and that's coming soon. Uh, if if I if I'm right, we're probably going to be seeing this kind of thing within the next uh, few months. And this is what I mean about extinction protocols. This is, there's never been a time, uh, should I say, uh, a more timely conference than this right now, because all of those speakers, including yourself are speaking about specific things that are happening right now. Now, not everyone has a biblical worldview. I happen to have a biblical worldview, but not all the speakers do, but they're talking about things from a practical standpoint, like, uh, I forget her name, Tenpenny, the lady that's speaking about the COVID. I don't know if she's a Christian or not, but she's speaking specifically about the COVID vaccine and um, what's, what's going on with it. Now, Dave, you know, is is it just me, or are all of these things, in your opinion, uh, that that are that will be talked about at the conference, are all of them pertinent to where we live today?
0: I not only think they're pertinent, I also think they're interconnected. Hmm. I think it's all coming from the same force, and um, I think Satan's going to prove himself to be. Um, a formidable adversary and the Lord's going to have to direct all his power to take him down before he takes all of us down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the Bible makes some pretty, um, uh, tough statements. I should say when it comes to what the end of the age looks like, you talk about, uh, taking the enemy down, the enemy, Before he he goes down, and he certainly will, but he's got some shots. You know, um, the Bible says that uh, a third of the earth will be killed off, a third of civilization will be killed off. And we could point to practical things like uh, the Deagle Report that says that the U.S. population will be reduced by uh, some 90 percent or something like that by 2025. That's not anybody else but the DIGA report. The DIGA report, for those of you that uh, haven't heard this before, is, is uh, a think tank that gathers information, government information, uh, and extrapolates that and puts it out there for the public to read. By the government's own estimates, our population in the United States will fall by 2025 some 90%. Dave, that's stunning to me. But how does something like that happen? Well, again, something else that was in the news yesterday that I can't help but gravitate to when I think about uh, the end times and the bib- biblical times that we live in is the prepping for World War II. In the news yesterday, you saw um, uh, Russia having uh, readiness exercises in the Arctic waiting for the next shooter drop, I was a military guy, and I can tell you that when <laughs> when we want to be prepared uh, to launch an attack, we we have an exercise because we're already there, we're poised, and uh, that's what we would do. We did that. well, I don't want to say that, but well, that's what we do. Uh, at the same time, you have China that is just stomping all over the South China Sea. They are now invading. Um, not only Taiwan's airspace and their waters threatening them, but the Philippines as well. And uh, as you know, they've built those uh, – uh, what do you call it? Those artificial islands in the South Pacific claimed that ocean uh, for themselves. Never historically has this been the case. Uh, but yet it's – so we have two superpower enemies on two different fronts that are – Uh, massing against us. So when we talk about biblical days and the Deagle Report uh, and the reduction of the population, I think a world war, Dave, would do something like that, don't you?
0: I do. I also think we're in for a biological attack, too. Um, And I think some of it's already underway. The interaction effect between vaccines and uh, especially the COVID vaccine and COVID itself and then Ebola is beginning to make noise. Mm.
1: It is, uh, and for those of your audience that haven't heard this, uh, there have been, uh, I just read a couple weeks ago that there was a case and I think it was, uh, I wanna say, where was this? It was in like Pennsylvania uh, or may have been New Jersey, where an individual was on a bus and uh he started coughing and having a fit uh and began hemorrhaging blood the bus was packed they called the authorities as it turns out this person spent time in the congo (laughs) where as you know the ebola outbreak was is huge in addition to that that gentleman was on a plane and uh there were several other people contaminated so whether people understand it or not, there is Ebola here. Uh, And I think you're right. I think we will, and I, you know, I, people have said that this is a weaponized strain of Ebola. If true, if in our own borders, then folks, this is way different than what we uh, imagined from Hal Lindsey's Lake Great Planet Earth or or, uh, those left behind books. (laughs) What we are about to see is is and I laugh because I don't know what else to do. It's not because it's funny, it's because I there's just no words for what is about to happen. It is extinction protocols. And this is this is the the, the point that people need to understand. This is being orchestrated. Uh one of the reasons that it's being orchestrated and you know uh, you've heard this phrase before, they the elites call us useless eaters right uh hillary clinton claw- called us the deplorables uh we they don't think much of us they think that we are excess but at the moment they they need us uh they're not going to need us very much longer but because one of the other issues that i'll be going into at least into the conference is they are expecting a uh the rise of the machines <laughs> if i can put it this way um we have the coalescence of uh, artificial intelligence with robotics that is that is displacing workers throughout the manufacturing industry and in the, in, in the industries uh, throughout the world, as well as other service type of in, industries. Uh, you have a, uh, a wholesale part of the population that will not be able to work any longer because they have been replaced by robots. And I am not talking, you know, some time way off in the distant future. This is what's happening now. So again, there's that date again, 2025. Uh, What I have found in my research is that uh, there are several things that are happening within the uh, tech industry that is pointing to that date as having this uh, coalescence of uh, technology uh, and uh, the the displacement of U.S. workers. Is it because of that that they need to kill us? Well, they think they need to kill us anyway. But uh, in addition to that, you have COVID, which is which will turn on, and and the vaccines will turn on, and will also kill off uh, huge swaths of the population as well. Again, not my words. These are uh, numbers that are stated by Deagle.com, and uh, I'm just trying to extrapolate how these
0: these numbers will occur. Uh,
1: but then again, Dave, I'm a conspiracy
0: nut, right? No, but you're laying out the case pretty clearly here, and I think that what we look at here... Is the battle lines are being drawn. The minions for the forces that be are in place. And their goal is to kill as many humans as possible.
1: So and I think you're absolutely right, but the question is why? Why would they why would they do such a thing? Uh folks, this is the thing. One of the things that I that I'm gonna talk about in, in my presentation at least, is how um, uh, technology, and I dare say politics uh, and global leadership is influenced by fallen angels. And this is the thing that people don't understand. People, Dave, the the, the average guy would go, okay, so you tell them if they have an Alexa or – Uh, a Siri or whatever the case may be, you tell them that, you know, those machines are probably spying on you. And again, there was an article yesterday in the, in the, in the paper, in the, in on drudge that actually said, Hey, your Alexa might be spying on you. And there have been other reports that your phones may be spying on you as well. So people want to sit back and they want to go, what do I got to worry about? You know, I haven't done anything wrong. So the governments why would the government want to spy on me? They'd have to spy on me uh, along with everybody else, and I'm not all that important. Uh, but they don't understand the power of the surveillance state. Do they do? Uh,
0: a person who would make that ignorant comment doesn't because first you got to tag them. You have to have the yellow Jewish stamp. Well, we're all getting it with the vaccine and the covid passport that's going to be the j stamp of modern society.
1: Well, you know, it already is. You know, if you actually go to Israel right now, they give you an electronic bracelet, and that bracelet tracks you everywhere you go. But you're absolutely right. It's 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 worse than that, right? There's for for those in, and again, your audience is astute, so they probably heard about such things, but the Chinese social credit system has been enacted in china and uh, it is amazing what they can do they can take a uh, a snapshot of every a satellite snapshot of every person in that country within i think it was like a minute might even be less might be a second i don't know uh but i wrote about this as i said in midnight strikes and the 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 thing that i try to stress there According to what the word showed Steve, Steve is the one that said – I can't take credit for what he said. He's the one that said that the Chinese social credit system was coming to the United States. So I was an ace there. I'm just being honest. I was like, come on, Steve, is that right? You've got to be making this up. You're being an extremist here. I didn't tell him that. I love Steve. (laughs) As you know, Steve, you wouldn't tell him that. He'd pop off, I guess. But uh, So what I did, though, is I took that information, and I went – And I began to do the research, deep research, about the apparatuses, apparati, I guess, (laughs) uh, for more than one (laughs) – I don't know. So anyway, uh, I began to do the research, and what I found was stunning, Dave. All the pieces for the surveillance state are actually here. In fact, it is is, uh, companies in the United States that made that technology that they shipped to China to try out in the first place. So, what they've done is they actually have all of these pieces in place now. what they needed, and I've said this before what they needed is a a catalyst, a mechanism by which they could use them and on you know what they what they ended up doing actually for the rockefeller foundation because i I think the last time i was uh on on with you, I talked about operation um What was the name of that? They did a think tank exercise um, where – oh, Operation Lockstep, where if they determined that if there was a global pandemic, they could use the global pandemic to bring about world governance. Not my words, their words. And that is exactly what we are seeing. They are using COVID as the catalyst or the mechanism – to bring about global governance. In other words, a one-world government. Because China is totalitarian. It started there as a test, and it's moving across the earth in this very same way. We see Israel. You can't go into Israel unless you are vaccinated, and then they give you one of those bracelets. The the people in the United States can't go to Europe. Maybe they lifted the ban, but because we weren't vaccinated enough or we weren't taking enough measures, they had banned us from there, from Australia and and other places as well. The point is that they are using COVID to bring about world governance. And then, so let me connect the dots. You have Janet uh, Yellen saying that we need a global tax. Well, why? For that, for global governance. You have you know, whole uh, central banks moving away from the dollar and looking to another currency to step in as their reserve currency. It will be one currency uh, that, that uh, everyone looks at that is a one-world currency that will bring about uh, global governance so that they can track your, 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 your purchases and your sales and whatever the case may be. The, again, the Bible says that you will not be able to buy or sell with a mark. You're absolutely right. Isn't a funny story. I, I have, um, I live in Kentucky and because I live in Kentucky and not California anymore, uh, doctors actually are pretty free to, to be, uh, Christians. I, my doctor's a christian it's not why i go to him i go to him because he's a good doc uh and i didn't really know he was a christian before i got there but we've had some conversations uh say you know since i've been going to him so about uh six months ago maybe four months ago uh, i was in there for routine checkup i don't see him often normally i see the nurse practitioner but uh so i was in the in the doctor's office and so he's doing his regular thing with me, you know. Are you taking medicine? And you're feeling explained. Blah blah blah. Have you got your flu shot? No, and I don't want one. Uh, and before you ask me, Doc, I am not getting the COVID vaccine. He stops in mid sentence, Dave, and he says, "Hmm, okay." And we we haven't had this conversation, he and I yet. He says, "That's fine, but are you prepared?" not to be able to buy or sell. I kid you not. Those were his words. And that was four or five months ago. But he is absolutely right. And I, I told him, I said, you're doggone right I am. And in fact, uh, you're absolutely right it's coming because I've written about such things. So the point is, Dave, that, that COVID is being used to set up the mark of the beast it's being used to set up the uh, uh, one-world government and a one-world currency system. What it also is being used to set up is the man of peace that comes on the scene, I believe, after World War III starts, who is the Antichrist. So it, 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 this system, this bestial system, will give him the power rule and reign across the earth that my friend is biblical and that's why i say that we live in biblical times
0: well unfortunately um, my friend vance davis formerly the nsa confirms what you're saying he told me about his training and this is 28 years ago when he revealed this he said he was attached to nato and his training taught him and i'll use his language there was a war out in the cosmos between good and evil, bad and good. And the good won, but unfortunately for us, the bad came here. Genesis 6. They didn't quote Genesis 6, but I think that's what they're saying. And that, that battle continues today. And um, I think this underlies a lot of the problems that we have. Uh, Steve Quayle and I have talked about the fact that there's probably different uh, bl- a different bloodline based on Genesis 6 where fallen angels coming to earth and Mating with earth women. And I think Steve is probably right. But we have a culmination of events now that are coming together like never before. You know, I, I used to hear talk, uh, well, the rise of Israel symbolizes the beginning of the end times. And here we go, folks. And I thought, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. But right now, I can't deny what I see. It's happening right before our eyes.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, uh so let, let's get this straight so people um understand uh what we're talking about. Uh there's it's out of Luke uh, ten. And and Jesus is talking to his disciple uh disciples, uh they just returned from uh going out two by two and ministering to people and uh seventy groups or two And uh, he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning. This is the verse that you're referring to from heaven. Now, that's always bothered me. Why did he come here? (laughs) Why here? (laughs) But he goes someplace else. Well, uh, and you know, Steve would be much better at explaining this than I, but he makes a case that uh, uh, Satan's throne is here. His throne, he'll say, he'll tell you that's in Antarctica, and he's got stuff to back it up. I don't know, but uh, the fact is that it's kind of like backing a guy or a an wild animal in a corner. He knows that, you know, that God is coming for him, and because of that, he's going to he's gonna wreak as much, you know, havoc as he possibly can. And here's the thing. You know, you just said something very interesting. You were talking about your own contacts. These are real people. These are physical people. These are. This is practical stuff, right? Your your contact actually had a job. He's he's involved in you know in not politics probably, but the 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 policies of politicians, doing physical things in this physical world. And then we begin to talk about spiritual stuff, like. You know the the devil coming down to earth, and he knows his time is short. Well, what people don't understand is that there has been a divide between uh, the 3D world that we live in and the supernatural world that is around us. And I make the case, and in fact, I'll be talking about this issue as well in my presentation that. These, The supernatural world around us are actually the extra dimensions that uh, physics, M-theory, talks about. And that these entities exist uh, all around us, but our physical laws protect us from their wholesale attack. What we are seeing in this day and age is the tearing down of our physical laws, the tearing down of those barriers that God put into place to protect humanity from that which lived in those, those uh, dimensions. Now, that all sounds crazy, but when you begin to apply science and physics to it, you begin to understand that it's not so crazy after all because it's exactly what uh, was happening with CERN and some of the other technologies that uh, I'll be talking about as well. Yeah. But the point is that his time is short because we. Have shortened it see this is what people understand this is for what for for mankind it is judgment right but it is judgment of our own making. if in fact uh, that the world repented and uh, uh, that that we listened to the Lord and we uh, obeyed his word, uh, we wouldn't do what we do now. Uh, and as a consequence, what we are seeing is our own our own deeds coming back to haunt us, Dave. Yeah, well, we're, we're living out.
0: under we're living under judgment. We're we're just about out of time, so very quickly, tell tell people how they can get a copy of your book, Midnight Strikes.
1: Well, uh, you can go to my website, danielholdings.com, dot uh, com, and uh, purchase it there. I think Steve Quail has them as well, Uh dot Uh, But I, you know, we talk about things that are very serious and they can be depressing. But if you know the Lord and you are walking with him, then you don't have to face these days alone. So my suggestion to you is to get on your face and repent, to turn the other way. Because the days that we are living are very serious and time
0: is almost up. Yeah, and I got to stick this in before we go. The conference we keep referring to is in June. <clears throat> Excuse me. The information is both on my website, um, thecommonsenseshow.com, and also on stevequail.com. And uh, so these extinction protocols are going to be laid out by all the guests, and you're going to want to become a part of this conference because this is the final warning, as we say. Daniel, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. We are flat out of time, but thank you, and I look forward to participating in this conference with you.
1: Thanks so much, Dave. Always good to be with you. Thank you, audience, for the time. Take care.